0: Hello, and welcome to the New Bohemians Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Van Orney. Thank you for joining us on this episode. I'm so happy to connect with you in conversation about our community. Well, Maurice, welcome. Thank you for joining me on the New Bohemians Podcast today. I am super excited to chat with you, as always. And uh, this second installment, we're going to talk a lot about the kind of things that you do in Cedar Rapids, but specifically about your entrepreneurship and um, how you've been mentoring people in Cedar Rapids. So I'm going to read a little bit of a bio here. Uh, Maurice, y- you are so multi-talented, but um, you know, you grew up in the Chicago area, have a bachelor's degree in finance from uh, University of Upper Iowa. You have been a financial advisor. Um, you're currently mentoring people through Jane Boyd Empower by GoDaddy which offers uh, an intensive 12 week education program designed to provide people with the basics that they need to know to launch or grow their business. I see you all the time out and about coaching people on how they can, you know, grow whatever it is that they're interested in doing and I think that's really interesting. Specifically, it was put in my face in 2020 after the the murder of George Floyd. You know, I think there was this real gravitational pull to make sure that we were supporting our black and brown, you know, entrepreneurs, leadership, whatever was going on. We just like wanted to be there to insulate our black and brown community. And I remember asking people in the community, where's our list of like folks who are black and brown, like owned businesses? And we did not have one, which I shouldn't have been surprised by. But also is really upsetting because I just had a conversation with you yesterday about the fact that um, somebody was recommending a specific type of Band-Aid to me that they said this is black owned. And, you know, they made a good point when they made this recommendation with brownages. They said that, you know, it, it took other companies, mainstream companies, hundreds of years of being in existence before they even like realized that maybe, you know, the kind of default nude shade isn't nude for many people and so here we are where like your expertise not only being an author you self-published Jaden's big day um after you were looking for a book and couldn't find one for your younger sisters about entrepreneurship so then you created it which is amazing right at the same time it's sad that it didn't exist before (laughs) But also, like, right on that, like, you're just, you know, that much of a baddie that, like, you went and created it because you weren't going to wait for, you know, you were going to wait hundreds of years for somebody to realize that, like, you know, black people are out here holding it down and our business people, too.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think that's funny. Like, when I think about Jane's Big Day, that book got so much press. It was ridiculous. Like. Ridiculous uh, the little village covered it, yep, and I went and I looked, and it had over like fifteen hundred shares and like for anybody that knows anything about social media world, that's a lot like <laughs> things don't get it is that many shares, uh especially nowadays, so it got a ton of coverage and it's it's interesting that you say that like it was sad that it didn't exist, but like that didn't even cross my mind, right. It was like, this thing doesn't exist, so I had two choices. I can complain about the fact that it doesn't exist, or I can just do it. And for me, it was like, I was like, well, I want to read this. This doesn't exist, so let's write it, right? And actually, the the way I tell the story for the sake of like news is like, it happened instantaneous. It wasn't, you know, right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right. it was like, like
0: nothing I, is,
1: well, it was, it actually was pretty quick, but it wasn't like, it wasn't as quick as it may seem in the story, but like me and my, I was sitting with my mother and me and my mother, we talked about it for a day. And then like a week later, I sent her a draft and like, that was, that was it. We were like, we're doing this Jaden, McDay big day thing. My mom's my publicist by the way she <laughs> does all you the- know
0: what i mean that that's a good spot to be in um there's a lot of uh parents out there in the world who are out there celebrating their kids every day, and so no nobody's gonna be a better hype person than a mom
1: yeah she she killed it she she killed it she definitely <laughs> um she stayed on top of me more than I stayed on top of it right she's like we gotta got to send these emails out and we got to do this and we got to do that. So, you know, she, she's large in part why I got so much additional coverage because I wouldn't have without her. Um, so it was, it was a great experience. And it also means that Jaden will have a few more adventures. And, and I just got some, I just got some, some money that I'm like, all right, it's time for Jaden to have I a love few that. more good days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's time. I, the, the plan is to, for him to have three more adventures. And, you know, I, I say this now on the podcast, the, the, the hope is that after I finish the fourth um, that I will be able to build together some entrepreneurial curriculum for uh, for younger kids and then hopefully get it into some schools like that's that's the end objective for Jaden um, is to be in that place. And then after he's gotten into a few schools, Jaden's made some made some money, uh, then we turn it into an animation. Uh, Cause that's really the long term goal.
0: Yeah. So start to finish, though, what was that process like?
1: So Jane's Midday is actually my second book uh, that I've ever published. The first one was Introvert Survival Guide to Networking, and so like the process for me was exactly the same. You know, it was like concept to outline to rough draft, and then once I had it in the rough draft form. The hard part started because now now it's like you're trying to create something you know, I have to take my words and turn them into graphics. And that's challenging uh, to be able to articulate your thoughts and work with someone else and and for them to kind of cultivate what it is that you're hoping. So I ended up doing some research with some animators and things like that, talking about what's the best way, like if someone were to approach you, what would you want them to have? And fortunately, the guy was like, you know, I'd love for them to have like character background stories, you know, some ideas of what they look like, like give these characters real personalities and bios and, you know, what schools did they go to all of those things, because that helps me to know what they should look like. And so I went off and I wrote those. Um, and after I was finished with that, I sent the rough draft off to an, uh, a designer and they, you know, they started working on the pages and then I sent that, sent the the rough draft to a copy editor and she did all the editing. And once everything was done, then I sent it to a formatting person and they did all the formatting and boop, there we go. Jaden's big day was born.
0: Ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jaden's big day. I know um, you've got it on Amazon. I've seen it um, in some other spaces as well. Yeah. I think I saw it on Goodreads being advertised. So, um, folks, it. it is available. Yeah, I, I I saw I saw that when I was doing a little bit of background research. So, you know, the great thing, folks, is that um, Maurice has created that space. But I am really excited to find out what else Jaden has in store for us.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, are you asking? Are you telling? I'll tell. I'll tell. <laughs> I'll tell.
0: Um, yeah. Let's go ahead. Let let let's tease this a little. Yeah. Bit.
1: So the next book Jaden will. So I'll back up and say entrepreneurship is a, to me is about the path of discovery, right? And about being courageous enough to do what other people may not think is the right thing to do or the, or the appropriate next step, right? Um, I look at most entrepreneurs as being some kind of contrarian to a sense, you know, and I, and I say it in a way of like, think about entrepreneurship as this idea of I leave a stable job in order to pursue the path of stability right it's like <laughs> it makes no sense um so jaden is going to have to discover what it feels like to fail because in the first book he he stumbled upon something that his friends wanted um and it was just pure happenstance and at the end of the at the end of jaden's big day he he realizes that he had more fun in that process of of entrepreneurship um, then he probably would with the toy that he originally wanted. And so he ends up buying the, the equipment or the supplies that he needs, um, in order to do his next entrepreneurial venture. And I'm being vague. Cause if you want to, if you haven't read Jane's big day, you yeah, need to, yeah. um, if you're an adult, it's a quick read and it's fun. You can give it away to a kid. So he's going to have to take that and, re- and he's going to try something that he thinks is going to work and it's not. And what he's going to learn is that the reason why it's not working is because what he's trying to trade his friends for money, they already have access to. So he has to figure out how to be different. And so essentially Jaden is learning what does it mean to have a, have a unique value proposition And, and when you don't have that, what happens to your business and when that happens, what are some things that you can do in order to be, uh, to, to put yourself back on that path of success? Yeah. So that's, that's that book. Um, and then the third one, he will start learning what it means to lead others as his friends want to start making money too. And, and really have to go through some of those challenges of kind of what it means to have people that are, are helping him through his process. Uh, and then the fourth book, he'll learn about what does it mean to become like a franchisee. Nice. And I'm, I'm still thinking about how to conceptualize it in a way that makes sense for the kids. Uh, but yeah, that's what he'll learn. So by book four, he'll be an entrepreneur extraordinaire.
0: It sounds like book three, Jaden is Maurice right now
1: (laughs) I guess
0: I mean in a lot of ways like I see you out there coaching people who are getting who are local local companies but that are getting national attention but maybe still can't get over that hump of you know regular sustainability and it's hard you know you and I have had a conversation before where um one I think we should all be cognizant that that the path for uh you know black and brown entrepreneurship is different um one because something that i i came upon last year was just even the way that like fundraising is happening to launch a business it's so much more crowdsourcing yeah and i didn't understand that at first but but actually when you think about it when you think about the access to capital property You know, credit scores, things like that. There's so much systemic racism that's wrapped up in that. And so, uh, for folks who may not be aware, um, you know, the Safe, Equitable, and Thriving Task Force in uh, 2017 released some results that showed, you know, approximately um, African Americans in Cedar Rapids were earning about half what the average Cedar Pitting was making. So, when you think about that, like on its face, your your access to income, your access to extra capital, um, access to property. You know, you're probably more likely to be a renter, which yeah. just puts you in a different credit lending situation. Mm-hmm. So when you when you've got this great idea, it's not enough to have a great idea. If you don't have that access to, you know, to somebody supporting you financially to help you launch that, yeah. um, you know, those great ideas may just be sitting there waiting, you know, to to launch. And and that's the hard part. And so I think I think that was something that just was very cognizant. And I I remember running across a social media post, I think you're going to love this, where it said, um, the conversation between two friends, and it said, why haven't you made it yet? And it's like, because you haven't been, you know, bigging me up. You haven't been sharing my stuff. And it's like, we think about that, right? Like, one of the things you want to talk about was, you know, the importance of social and relational capital. But but look, we all know in our immediate circles, in our tertiary circles, people who are trying to be seen, who are trying to to get notice in this world. And what are we doing ourselves to help them get there? And I can tell you, we are not supporting our community enough. We're just not.
1: Yeah. It's, it's interesting because so when I took Empower over two years ago. And I kind of came into it and said, all right, you know, what is it that makes an entrepreneur successful? And then how do we like cultivate that? And, and one of the things after doing some research and, you know, all that, all that fun stuff, we realized that one of the, one of the main drivers for success for an entrepreneur, like people want to talk about like, oh, it's because lack of capital. And it's because like, yeah, those are like, I think about like capital as a result, right? That's what happens after you have something else. But really what it is that one of the key drivers for entrepreneur success is like access to uh, people. And I say that sometimes when people are like, what are you talking about? It's like, do you realize how massive it is for me to be able to reach out to a friend and say, hey, I just started a business and this person be connected to all these other people. And now they know I started a business, and then they're telling all of their 150 people that are business owners. I said, "That's actually worth more than the access to capital. Think about the long-term like revenue potential that that generates." And and I'm not naive enough to believe that I don't benefit from like the the same thing of like access to people, right? You know, that's that's what I do all day is I go out and meet people, and so I definitely benefit from this like access to people. But it's a it's a grind, right? One of the things that I'll uh, use as an example of like an access to people thing, uh, this computer that I'm on right now is actually a really nice computer. And I, and I don't say that to like be, you know, I got a nice computer, but when I first started my business ventures three years ago, I was on a $200 laptop, $300 laptop. That was not good, right? It was bad. Um, and I started doing lives, and, and that's around the time that people started seeing me go out and coach people and all these other things. And I, and I remember a, a friend of mine, and I talk about him all the time, and he's probably like, Would you stop telling this story? But it's so <laughs> important because I started doing lives, and he was like, Hey, your video's bad. So you need to spend some money and some time improving your video. And I remember thinking to myself at that time, like having that moment and, and realizing like, oh my goodness, like maybe this is a real thing. I ended up not listening to him, kept doing my lives. And a friend of mine who, who we both know works for the Gazette <laughs> and she's like, hey, I heard you talking about your, your business. You're, you're launching your business. Why don't you come write an article for the Gazette? And because of that, I actually ended up getting a client. That uh, paid for my computer.
0: That's awesome. Right?
1: And now this computer has paid me several times over. And, and now it went from a $200 yeah. laptop to I probably got a good like thousand something odd dollars worth of stuff here. Right? And, and my counterparts that don't have that uh, or have not developed that yet will still struggle in a situation where I can take advantage of, a, of, of an opportunity that they can't. And so that, that's really the thing right there. And and I think sometimes we get so stuck on the, like, in order to support, support small business, I need to buy something or in order to support small business, I got to march down to city council, you know, like beat the doors down. And it's like, you know, honestly, one of the most impactful things you could do is just tell people about them.
0: Yeah. And, and just for the record, the doors of City Hall are always open. We're not closing them. <laughs> and actually, we go back in here soon, uh in in person, uh ending the the COVID proclamation protocols. But but yeah, you you're all you're always welcome. But you're right though. I mean, and so it's interesting because I too have felt maybe more than I'd ever like to, or maybe more than I reveal. There's been too many times where I wanted to support a friend, wanted to support a cause but I didn't have enough dollars in my bank account to take that away from my necessity to pay a bill or food. But what I do have is a network of people that I can talk about the great things that people are doing and help share that because it helps it, it, it creates that visibility for people. And if I do the work and I, I see your product and I'm telling other people about it, that might connect to the next sale, you know, of somebody who does have that excess income, um, that they can purchase something, or you know, connect you with your next uh, you know funder. Yeah,
1: a- absolutely. So I and, and I've I've had to tell some like friends of mine actually to not buy my stuff, right? Because they're like, well, I don't really like you know. So I I get one of my side hustles is bracelets. You know, that's just something that I that I do for fun. Um, and a friend of mine was like, I'll buy one because it's you. And I was like, I don't want you to buy one because it's me. I would prefer you keep your money. Tell three people like that's so much more impactful than you buying one bracelet and and like you know I, and I know people don't necessarily do this but it's this idea of like I bought the thing so I've done my job right and so like that's what yeah. I don't want is like you to buy something because you feel some type of like beholden to this person and now you feel like you've done your job and like that 2050 maybe $1,000 purchase is fantastic. But if you just like held back and told 10 people could have led to three, $4,000, purchase. So it's like this idea of like social capital is one of the primary pillars of empower. It's, it's, it's really what I tell people the, what we really do is, is we quarterback for our entrepreneurs and then introduce them to people. Yeah, I teach. Yeah, I coach. Those are all great, right? You know, but if I'm being transparent, I tell people all the time, the content that I teach ain't that great because you can go on YouTube and you can get it. And the mentoring that I provide ain't that awesome because you can go to SCORE or SBDC and get it. What I do that's different or what I do that's unique is I take a vested interest in you and I open doors for you. So that's what makes Empower different, or that's what makes what we do impactful. It's it's not the other stuff, and I would say that's kind of like that next level. If you if you're like, "What do I?" Okay, yeah, I'll share your stuff on Facebook, or yeah, I'll tell a friend, but I want to do more then you be that quarterback and you introduce them to people actively.
0: Yeah, and I and I want to. I know that you're gonna be that nice guy and be humble, but folks, uh, just so we're clear, Maurice Davis is absolutely amazing and uh we had this conversation um i endorsed you um for school board
1: yeah you did thank you
0: well you you earned it you earned it just by being awesome like you know you showed up you were a credible candidate you know you did the work i saw you at the ground level um, before, you know, you were a two time over published author <laughs> uh, before before you were getting articles in the paper. And it's and it's crazy because one of the things that we talked about, again, is that people are discovering you now and are, you know, in some ways being like, where'd you come from, man? And it's like, no, no, no you, you've been here. Yeah. But again, it comes down to that social and yeah. relational capital that not enough people were telling the world about how great you were but you've been great you didn't just start being great all of a sudden it's just that it's hard because what happens far too often in our immediate circles is that we know somebody is has a lot of potential we know somebody has a lot of greatness but we sit on that information instead of helping to get that out into the world and kind of triple and double the efforts and and just you know it really comes back down to that uh that that probably overused saying of you know many hands make light work but it's so true
1: uh yes
0: and so when we have this <laughs> when we have people who are doing these things in our vicinity we you know, we need to lift them up. That's what we can do without having to spend a dime. And that makes that much bigger of a difference.
1: Absolutely. And, and so if for anybody that's listening, please understand. I, so I get this a lot when I tell people like, hey, the stuff, the, the content or whatever it empowers, not that great. It's, it's not that we don't do great work and it's not that we don't teach great stuff. It's just really to emphasize the idea that like the impacts, the social component, right? Right. I think the other side of this for anybody else that's listening is the other piece of this, and and it's like, as the person that needs the voice, and some people aren't going to like that. I'm going to say this, but it's like you got to also be willing to ask, can you, can you share me, and and that's that's hard too.
0: It is hard. It is hard. I know that too, and and that is probably something that you know is a big weakness of mine.
1: Yeah,
0: I know I'm not great at that, but you know it. it it's not that far different in um, you know policy making and, and in politics because what ends up happening is like as soon as I do something, everybody's like, okay, what's the next thing you're gonna do? <laughs> I'm like, whoa, 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 you you're not helping me today. Yeah. How are you gonna help me do what I'm doing today to maintain and sustain so that I'm not carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders that no one of us is. It's actually to me somewhat professionally insulting when somebody means it as a compliment, but they don't realize that like, you're not currently supporting me, but you're trying to pressure me to do more. I would feel more supported in anything that I'm doing. If somebody like w- helped me today and then was like, you know what? Now I think you're ready for that next challenge. And I'm going to be there with you yeah, too.
1: Look, we can, well, that's a, that's a whole nother podcast, right? You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, but it, it's, it's crazy. Cause I, I went through, I went through that with like Jaden's big day, right? The book, ink was barely dry and they're like, are you gonna make a second one? Are you gonna do one with girls? Are you gonna whoa 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 like yo I just produced a kid's book like and I'm not a children's book author. Like I didn't know what I was doing. And, you know and, and You're so like
0: I need a nap.
1: <laughs> it's it's interesting you say that because that was like I experienced that quite often um in things that I do. And I'll say like the thing that like keeps me moving is, is, I say all the time, is probably the thing that's one of the most unhealthy is that like, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I'm constantly dissatisfied with where I am today. Yeah. Any entrepreneur that I know, that's kind of the thing is like, okay, that's what I did today. Now, what am I going to do tomorrow? And I think, you know, we do that to ourselves a lot. I I would even say that about you. You do it to yourself a lot.
0: I mean, absolutely. We, we, we talked about the short-term memory impact where. Yeah. As soon as we've reach that that goalpost where we've already moved it so far in front of us ourselves Mm -hmm. that like we don't necessarily need other people coming in putting that pressure on us because we're already thinking about that knowing that like okay i got here and now i need to go and it's like whoa whoa, whoa. it's also okay to take a break and just like pat yourself on the back and like have some of that you know self-love and just be like hey that was pretty cool what i just did yes you know i just reached the summit Maybe it was a false summit, yeah. but I just reached the summit. So like I, I can take a water break and just hang out here for a little bit. And then I'm going to proceed ahead.
1: I thought it was a hot spring, but it was a really hot shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, I, and you know, this is, this is, this is so like, even this idea of, of of reaching the summit or, or social capital, all this stuff I think is so, it's so deep and so complex because even what we're talking about right now, like the idea of like Jaden's big day and people like, this is so exciting. What's your next thing? You know, I could go back and everybody that asked me, what's my next thing? Well, my next thing is if you tell a hundred people about this one book, uh, cause that would mean that I would sell more books. Uh, and then eventually Jaden could get all the days that he wants. <laughs> um, but at the moment, <laughs> because if, so like true story here, I didn't make any money on Jaden's big day. I lost money. If Jaden is finally starting to make some money, um, <laughs> he wasn't, uh, but he's finally starting to make some money uh, to the point where, like, I can see a, a, a like a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, where Jaden will not have cost me an arm and a leg. He'll he'll maybe have broken even. Um, <laughs> so it's funny even talking about like making another book. It's like, well, on to the next. <laughs>
0: But isn't that so true about a lot of things though, where when other people are maybe seeing it from the outside, they're celebrating the, you know, reaching of that goalpost. But but they're not realizing that like maybe we just broke even and stayed solvent, you know? I think a lot of people don't know the behind the scenes action. And so they don't see the bad days. They just see, you know, those success, you know, moments of success and don't realize that like not every day is going to be, you know, roses and butterflies. You know, there's a lot of hard days and self-doubt and and days where, you know, your bank account is getting those reminders to say that, like, you're going to overdraft. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and then you're going to be building back up. And one of the things that you and I talked about, though, um, that that is so important to remember is that a lot of times what success looks like is a lot of years of kind of schlepping it. And then after a lot of the hard work is done, people are like, hey, welcome. You're amazing. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I've I've kind of been doing this for a long time. So like, I hope it's paying off eventually. (laughs) But those have been a lot of hard years to get to today, you know? But it doesn't have to be if we all team up and start working together more intelligently I,
1: I think that it could it could like reduce the time to to arrival right absolutely ab- not yeah. could it absolutely would so to me what ends up happening is like people are waiting for you to prove that you're you have value right and and that's why like the idea of sharing my social capital is like so this 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 thing of fear where like there are two reasons. Number one, I want to know if you're, if you're worth the paper you're printed on. And also a lot of people fear that if I share something with you, that means I have less for me. I think a lot of people don't understand, especially when it comes to like social capital. It's like, it's one of those things that like is only multiplied when you share it. If you're running running with good people, You know, if I connect you to Sally and you and Sally end up with a great relationship, now you and Sally both are like, I appreciate Maurice connecting me. And so I'm more likely to, we're both more likely to do something for Maurice now because we got an amazing relationship out of it versus this idea of like, well, since I helped Sally, now I'll never help Maurice. A lot of times I don't think people do it inherently. Like they, they're not thinking about that they're doing it until you're like, can you connect them and they're like well i don't want to like i don't want to burn my relationship and you're like what are you talking about man did you, did you just hear what you said yeah. like you're gonna burn it in the sense of like you only get three times to introduce somebody to another person
0: this isn't a a, a, a genie's lamp you don't get like three people to promote and like that's in it in your you lifetime
1: know. You, that's number two <laughs> be careful
0: that's how you get one more you get one more (laughs) no i mean that i mean but that's that's so true though you know and i i do think it's really important for everybody to realize that there is space for all of us here just because maurice is being great doesn't mean that there's like less pie for ashley Mm -hmm. there's pie for both of us thank goodness and we're probably going to go to shawnee cakes to get it
1: (laughs) yeah we are yeah we are shameless plug for shiny cakes, <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, I
0: don't even care. That's that's where my s- s- sweet tooth is getting fixed at. So
1: I'm gonna have to go after we get done here, and and give me some pound cake. Yeah.
0: So I just put that bug in your brain. See, yeah. it's social capital, though.
1: You, you know, but it's it's to me like, and I've even I've even realized lately that I've gotten comfortable with like my level of social capital, which is like the like you think about like. My level of activity when you first met me, right? I was just scraping to get a couple, couple of cents. Yeah, and and now I've gotten comfortable. You know, you, these are these are. I'm
0: still doing that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Got two pennies to hey, run together. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm solvent, <laughs> but not living large
1: yet. No, it, it what's funny is like I'm not living large. It's just one of those things where like, and so here's the here's the like again the unhealthy side of like the things that I do, the reason why I reject positive praise is because I recognize that if I accept it, then now I have to like try to overcome what that really means internally when I accept it. Cuz like inherently when someone says you're doing really well, what that means is you've reached the summit. And when you reach the summit, like yeah. The hungry dog fights harder than the you know, than the one that's fed. So it's like I'm constantly rejecting praise because I'm like I stay. I need to stay hungry, right? And so recently, I've been like, I gotta, I gotta kick my networking back up. There's a really great book called "What Got You Here Won't Get You There," and I and I read it when I was like in a really bad place when I worked at Geico. Like I was, I was literally about to quit. I was the worst. I thought I was the worst salesperson in the world. Uh, <laughs> it's like a horrible mental place. And I read this book, and they're like, you know, whatever you were doing essentially, that got you to the moment you're in right now, if you keep doing that, you're going to keep staying in the same place. And so in order for you to grow, you got to do something different or something more. Yeah. And that like theory has like led me to every venture where it's like, you, you finally broke, you know, this thing. Now what do you do? Okay, now I need to, now I need to kick this up. You know, even, even the thing about Jaden's Big Day, it's like, okay, you wrote one kid's book that got you to a good place. What do you do next? Well, you write 3. You know, and and it's like this idea that we constantly have to be be ready to kind of take on the next thing. And I know that's not really what we were talking about, but like I'm thinking about it right now even as we're talking about all this stuff and I'm like, why why do I reject positive praise so much?
0: But it's so true though. It's so true though because when you are constantly you know, challenging yourself saying what's next? You know it's hard to accept like where you are because yep. you know you're not done, and I hope and encourage everybody to continue that that spirit of kaizen. You know this continuous improvement. I know myself; I'm pretty committed to being a lifelong learner, and uh, I think I had a conversation with you when we last talked, where I was, um, you know, I've been getting a lot of um, gratitude and congratulations about finishing my master's coursework. And then I was sitting here thinking, like, okay, but what's the next thing I'm gonna study? And I'm like, do you not remember, like, crying in the shower about how are you gonna finish that paper? And I was like, <laughs> you know, like, okay, maybe take a break. <laughs> it's not, it's not easy, you know, as just like going to accept the awards and everything like that. Like, there's a lot of sleepless nights wondering how it's you're all gonna, you know, it's all gonna come together. Um, but I think that that applies to anything when it's. Particularly when you're an entrepreneur and it's your idea that you're sinking or swimming on, when it's your name, sometimes in the company, and, you know, it might be your second venture, your third venture, your fourth venture before it sticks. But there's a lot of that um, personal capital that goes into something that you've invested because it is something that's, you know, originated from your brain and you're trying to make it, trying to make it work, trying to live off of it. And uh, and it's tough. But, you know, I I think. Again, when we do it together, when there's something we like in the community, a product we like, a person we like, um, you know, an artist we like, we got to tell the world about it. Yeah. You know, go to your equivalent of Mount Trashmore and just shout it yeah. as loud as you can and tell people about that delicious meal you just ate. I don't care if people want to, you know, be mad that it's a millennial thing to take photos of the food. Look, I mean, honestly, like, that helps people understand. And we've got this great platform here locally, the Rally Cap Challenge page on yep. Facebook, you know, where people have done that. And honestly, I've, I mean, I've lived here, you know, almost my entire life. And I've discovered new things that I had not seen. And, and it's hard for me to try new foods because I was just uh, raised in a household where we didn't waste So unless I can, like, try it first, you know, I get a little bit apprehensive. Like, am I going to like it? I don't want to waste it, you know. And so I just usually get, like, hyper uh, fixated on the same meals from the same places. But, you know, it's it's nice to have somebody else kind of demonstrate to you what else is out there and then have the opportunity to try.
1: I'm waiting on somebody to do uh, a food critic page for Cedar Rapids.
0: We have some really good stuff here.
1: We, we really do, but I'm waiting for somebody to go like hardcore, like food critic, because that, that's what I want to see. I think, so anybody out there that's like, how do I, how do I carve my niche for me? Like I, I'm a <laughs> chef and I, you know, whatever it is, like make yourself a food critic page here in Cedar Rapids. I, I, think, I think it would take off because I just need some better reviews.
0: Yeah. One heck of a subreddit. Yeah. You know, for Cedar Rapids. Yeah, that's actually my youngest brother. Um, lives in Austin, and he said that that's how he finds mm. his his places to eat. That they just have a really good food scene subreddit. See, there
1: you go. There, that's somebody take it.
0: Anybody listening, make it happen. I will read yeah, it. Yeah, not I will it.
1: Read it. No, I don't want to do it.
0: <laughs> not it. <laughs> I, I will read it. I will read it. I won't do it. I will read it. I might add to you it. I might up it. Please do some videos because you know? I don't.
1: I'm not going to want to read everything you post. But if you could do some videos of like why you yeah. really liked a certain meal, that'd be great. It'd be amazing.
0: Yeah, and the spice level. If you can help help a girl out with that, yeah. That would be great. Yeah.
1: You could do like you could do like trees, like Cedar Rapids trees. You know, it's a for spice, two spice level. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I'm probably a one tree max.
1: I, I lately I've been I think I've been rocking with like two or three trees if we're going out of five.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, Maurice, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I, I really hope that you know we have you back on here as soon as possible. It's honestly been a sincere pleasure to have worked on you with boards, know how much you care about this community and the people in it, um, and to see you mentoring them now so that they can live their best life and uh, live out their entrepreneurial dreams. So thank you, and we will talk soon, okay?
1: Absolutely.
0: Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the New Bohemians podcast. It is so important to stay connected to voices at the ground level. You won't want to miss these stories, so make sure to subscribe to the New Bohemians podcast wherever it is you listen to podcasts. To increase the voice of the community, please consider sharing this episode with a friend, loved one, or on your social media to keep the conversation going. Like all good things, this podcast creates space for local voices to be heard, We share the mic and work to lift these voices to create a better community. Thanks to Rocket Out for our beautiful Bohemian cover art. The New Bohemians podcast is produced in conjunction with Particulate Media, K.O. Myers, executive producer. My thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host, Ashley Van Orney. We look forward to connecting with you again soon.